Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about the invasion problems in Gambit. And I know you're going to think I'm being negative, but this is actually going to be a video about some ideas that we think would really, really help invasion. We had some good talks yesterday, and I wanted to put a video together about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, as with all of my content, if you don't catch me live, just click the follow button. I do these on the regular, so if you don't catch me live, you can catch me uh, throughout the week. So the reason I want to talk about this, as I said, is we are we are wanting to suggest improvements, and I think we've come up with something that might actually be uh, helpful in changing invasion. And I've actually changed my position a little bit. And the reason that I changed my position is the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought that the actual influence of invasion is a real problem. Nature of invasion could be right and could work in the right circumstances. So first I want to talk about invade first. How, you know, that's 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 still the main, main strategy. Is just invade first, have a good first invade. Then I want to suggest my idea with a timer. And then I want to talk about why this will be important to maintain the threat. I'm not going to promote catch-up mechanics. I'm not going to promote the idea that you should just be able to catch back up or play from behind. The idea here would be to help people maintain the threat so it does feel a little bit more competitive because presently it doesn't feel competitive. And the way I want to really couch this and talk about this is I want people to think about the nature of how trials was competitive if you really think about trials and how it was competitive what would change the flow of a trials game was really really highly skilled players getting great kills you would see people like real crafty coming back from 2v1s and 3v1s and it was always amazing it was an amazing spectacle to watch in Gambit invading is so influential. That's what I'm setting my sights on. It's super, super easy to have a good invade, and it's very, very influential. So let's just talk about invade first. The nature of invasion isn't just that it's really, really powerful. It's that it is so influential over the course of the game. So you are really powerful. You come over, you have an overshield. If you have heavy, you've got wall hacks. And I think in a lot of the feedback that we've provided about invasion we've really focused on the nature of invasion it's something that i've said a lot it's not necessarily that we shouldn't invade it's just just the nature of invasion feels too strong i really want to shift my focus away from the nature and talk about the influence of invasion especially with invading first we had numerous games yesterday where we would invade first have a decent run and then be and we'd be practically at 50 moats by the time they even started collecting moats again because you get one or two kills and that slows them down you're also moat draining in gambit prime when you think about that as a, as a as a fundamental structure of strategy it really sort of makes the game feel one dimensional we then had a game where our invader who's really good at invading he got killed right away two or three times so someone was either doing something really like fishy maybe they memorized the spawn points somehow and we didn't get to invade basically we went over and died right away and it turned the tide of the whole game why because invading first and having a good first invade is incredibly influential over the flow even if you change invasion we've suggested things like do a relic system take away wall hacks make wall hacks less severe make the you know we've we've suggested all these things to change the nature of invasion that's not necessarily going to change the influence of invasion one of the reasons that this is this is this is easily seen is just watch a team that hides we've had numerous easy snowball wins and a team just hides 
because on certain maps, it's not going to be easy for the invader to find you if you're all spread out and just kind of hiding. The invader might not even take the risk. If they're draining moats with two blockers, we had games where we steamrolled and didn't get a single kill from invade because the team just hid and it made more sense to just apply that passive pressure of invasion, steal their moats. Meanwhile, even if you're not stealing their moats, they're not collecting new moats and you're getting to 50 before they get to their 25. First invade is just way, way too influential. There are layers of influence from first invade. One group invading still leads to basically banking 50 before they hit 25, and it's just a downward spiral from there. So the idea we came up with yesterday is a timer. So let me explain how I think this could work. I don't know the exact time interval you would want to do this, but let's just say for the sake of the discussion that two to three minutes feels like a fair amount of time before teams can invade. And that timer is on the screen. If that timer's on the screen, that creates strategy for blockers. What size blockers do you want to send? When do you want to send them? When do you want to bank? Do you want to save? Do you have a collector who's saving up for the big 20 blocker? He's actually really pesky. If you don't have people on the platform as soon as he appears, he's pretty strong. We killed him really fast, but like all four of us were there. So we, we kind of got lucky. He's actually pretty big. He's like a mini boss. Um, when he shows up that has that strategy it also has strategy layers with sentries people staying on the plate and basically saying i'm going to protect us from the blockers that they're sending because that would be more of the chess game back and forth strategy give and take instead of well basically just bank 25 first go over and slow them down and then just coast to the end which is essentially what most organized teams do Risk versus reward would also be prevalent in this scenario because saving moats against that timer would create opportunities for invasion to be influential, but not so influential that you could say every single game is like this. I'm sick of how they've set this up, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is your criticism is. If you're saving moats and you see that timer counting down, again, this is where strategy comes into play. Is it worth just banking six moats or four moats or whatever weird number you feel like you have? Is it worth banking them and sending them to preserve them? Or do you want to risk them because the invader's coming over? Now, what this does, what this does is I think it gives justification for just how strong the invader is. If the invader comes over and has this very small window of opportunity to get a kill and steal some moats to slow the other team down, capitalize on their strategy. If they're strategizing like saving moats instead of banking and you want to capitalize on that, you're going to need an overshield and wall hacks and heavy ammo because it's you against multiple people who may not have any moats and they're going to be on the lookout for you. I think this actually creates more strategy because then teams could try different things with how many blockers they send when they send their blockers moat drain would have to be protected again so your sentry would have a role he would have a clearly you know sort of defined way of influencing the flow because he's protecting and not banking some people might say no it's not worth protecting just get as many as you possibly can before the timer we'll go clear that we'll go clear the platform with our heavy or whatever we have and then we clear the platform we'll all bank at the same time again these are different strategies this is give and take this is this is exactly how the game should feel because presently it doesn't feel like there's any give and take it feels like you basically blitz the first team with an invade and then you just coast all the way to the end we haven't even addressed the boss fight but i do think this timer idea might actually 
standardize in ga- invasion in a way that it is then more manageable and you can strategize around it how to deal with it how to execute your own instead of feeling like well all we've got to do is get to 25 if we have a bad first invade or we have a good first invade that basically determines the flow of the rest of the game now a lot of people push back on what I'm saying and they're like we have comebacks we've we've brought we brought things back from the brink I think you need to remember that what I'm trying to say is not like a hard and fast black and white thing what I'm saying is that invasion is too influential and I make that argument and I bolster that argument by showing just how often and how normative it is that you have a good first invade and that determines so much of the rest of the game. I'm not saying you can't come back. I'm not saying that your your fate is written in stone. What I'm saying is this is proof that it's way too influential and that's the main issue. It's too influential and I'm trying to come up with ways to make it less influential and the reason reason for that is this last part of my talk maintain the threat one of the reasons that catch-up mechanics can be so frustrating is it creates cheesy strategies about playing from behind playing from behind in normal gambits actually really irritating now because of how strong they made the blockers and I don't want to promote that I do not want to promote teams playing from behind and having catch-up mechanics what I'm promoting is what I feel would maintain the threat just because you're better or having a better game than the other team the threat should be maintained if they're bad they're bad but in general trials is a good example of this if you want it to be competitive the way that trials was competitive The other team was always a threat. Even if you were steamrolling, I watched Trials teams and cards fall apart, games fall apart, because they start to underestimate the other team and play sloppy. They overextend, they give easy picks, they start to make those mistakes. Why? Because every single round is important, and you have to to basically maintain your dominance because the other team is always, to some degree or another, a threat. And this timer, this is what would happen. The other team would be closer in proximity of where you are with respect to moats because you wouldn't be able to basically push them all the way down the hill and then leave them there. If you bank the 25, have a good invade, and then race to 50 and bank 50 before they hit 25, it's almost, it's mathematically very, very improbable that they will come back. Catch-up mechanics are not an answer, but I think you should keep teams clustered together. If you think about it like that, respect, like almost like, you know how, like a Venn diagram, the more those circles are overlapped, you want teams to be, I think, a little bit more overlapped and closer in proximity, then it would feel more competitive, because then it doesn't come down to first invade, first to summon, just coast and get your your envoys killed. You're just kind of coasting. The boss fight also needs looked at. What I'm outlining is not a one-size-fits-all solution. Gambit needs looked at at multiple levels because the boss fight is basically just a kill the envoys, wait, kill the envoys, wait, and then you wait for the invade to be gone, and then you melt the boss, and they have very little chance to stop you. If teams were closer together, though, melting and invading would become more of a potential back and forth because you could say, well, yeah, we're ahead, but we just got stack three and they just got stack two. What if they can melt at two? What if they try and melt at three? Look, they're doing damage right now. We need to go over and have a good invade to take some of that damage away. Teams could master getting good damage and killing the invader, and they could do damage at two and then at three and break the boss fight into two pieces. This, again, would create more of a back and forth, more of a strategic, you know, given tug, you know, given, given take in the fight 
and you would feel less inclined maybe to wait and bake because wait and bake isn't a surefire strategy if the team is 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 as i said if they're still a threat if you have maintained their threat if you have maintained their proximity with the team that is in the lead they might not sort of rest on their you know rest, sit back and kind of rest in their chair and be like oh we're fine let's just wait till stack four they'd be more inclined to maybe do damage early and then really try to prevent the invader from slowing things down. Uh, there also need to be looking at health uh, health blocks, like maybe getting certain amounts of health and locking in the health on the boss, stacks of the primeval slayer, healing the primeval. All of this could be looked at and tweaked, but I think in general, the invasion problem could be, in some respects, minimized a little bit and put more into a healthy place if it was based off of a timer instead of just banking 25 killing the other team or at least slowing them down and then beating them to 50 and then subsequently beating them to 75 and then beating them to summoning because then you're just sort of steamrolling any team that you go up against and even as good as we are the entire game flips on a dime on us when we have a bad first invade not because the other team's better we got unlucky somebody invaded and got killed as they spawned and then that turned the tide of the whole match why Invasion is far too influential. Both ways. In both ways. So, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.